Cat and Moose podcast. I'm Cat and I'm Moose. This is a true life podcast where we explore the quirks of being human. Cat. Hey, Moose. How was your Thanksgiving? Well, um, it was good. It was really good. And um, I have just done a lot of sleeping. Mm. And I did a thing where um, I attempted to set and hold a boundary. Um, and I did not keep my boundary. Oh. And I still got to sleep a lot. Do we want to talk about that? We can talk about it. I'm more interested in how was your Thanksgiving? Fantastic. It was fun. Uh, Sarah was there. Hi, Sarah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Sarah's mom was there. And my sister was there. And we put the snowman outside, which if you follow our Instagram, you would see that. Uh-huh. The, the snowman is alive and well in the front yard now that makes me so happy sort of i mean he he keeps getting wind swept and so then he'll be like face forward or like butt forward <laughs> and so then i just completely deflated him yesterday so we need, we need a new game plan but well i didn't know that he's deflated he's completely deflated well that's sad i know it's what happens when you do not maintain your boundaries and you're not your own snowman you get I deflated Okay, I'm gonna. You're going back to it, so nope. we're staying there. Nope. Okay, I'm gonna tell you one one of my favorite things this weekend. So, well, there were several things, not all good, but <laughs> a couple breakdowns happened among the family, mainly my side of the family. <laughs> <laughs> like by mainly, breakdowns? it was. Oh yeah, yeah. At one point, um, my sister yelled at someone. What are you bitching about again? <laughs> and I was like, it wasn't me. If it was me, it would have been fine. <laughs> but I was like, oh, God. Like, Thanksgiving is truly not for uh, the thin-skinned people. You know what I mean? Especially with my family. Because we didn't have filters installed when we were born. <laughs> Uh, but do, anyway, do favorite. you have one now? <laughs> yes, I totally have. One. If you guys knew what pops into my mind that does not come out of my mouth, you I mean, what you hear is just the tip of the iceberg. You guys, it, 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 it's what is holding our podcast back. Moose. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. <laughs> OK, so my favorite part of Thanksgiving, though, I think it was. Was it on Thanksgiving that we sat outside, Sarah? Yeah. No. It was Friday. Okay, so the day after Thanksgiving, um, we accidentally migrated out to the front yard, which the backyard is fenced and it feels boundaried, which you know I love. <laughs> we went out to the front yard sort of accidentally. Sarah was putting up Christmas lights and um, I came out to see what she was doing. Her mom came out. My sister came out. And well, before you know it, in my sister's terms, we look like the Beverly Hillbillies all sitting in our lawn chairs on the front porch. And it's, wait, it's not the porch. It was it's the not sidewalk. It was the front sidewalk. <laughs> but it's not the same sidewalk that our neighbors have to walk on. Like the on. walkway. It's our personal sidewalk. I'll take a picture with the lawn chairs. <laughs> but 
It was so cool because it was so warm. It was in the 60s that day. And the sun from like nine until two was in the front of the house. And I felt like I had a spa treatment by just sitting in the sun and drinking a beverage. And it reminded me of my grandma on my dad's side. In the summer, she would always put our lawn chairs out in the front yard. And she would make like sun tea and we would sip our iced tea sitting in the front yard. And I was thinking, I mean, I bet we were out there, Sarah, for what, three hours? Oh, yeah, it was so fun. We just sat out there and talked and waved at people and everybody was walking their dogs and stuff. And there were no animals, which made it peaceful. Yeah. Um, Meaning our animals. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there were animals in nature and other people's animals. Because right. now you guys have what? How many animals in your household? 700. Yeah. <laughs> ah, okay, Sarah, you tell what happened. Oh, there's one. One the- just left the room for our <laughs> patrons. Uh, okay, so I have been wanting to get another kitten. And, you know, there's there's a, a bit of a mutual agreement that has to happen when you add another animal to a household, right? Well, no, because when I lived with Kat in my early 20s, we <laughs> she had a dog that got hit by a car. It was terrible. And I just went home to Cincinnati and got another dog and didn't tell her and brought it back. <laughs> yeah, so you have to talk. The point is you got to talk to your your housemates, right? So that did happen, which was great. And I had been kind of searching on Pet Finder. I, I've been looking for an orange kitty. I'd never had an orange cat before. And um, I found a bunch of little babies around and did a few applications. And anyway, I landed on one that was so cute. And by the time I got my application in, he had already been spoken for. And so uh, I had been in touch with the foster mom and she sent me some other photos of other little kitties that she's got and kind of similar markings and whatnot. And so we landed on a little girl and her name was Montana. And she's Which, like, is that not amazing? I know. So For great. as much as Sarah and I love to travel, her yeah. name is Montana. It, yeah, there's no need to change that name. And so I was like, okay, we will speak for Montana. Like, this is the new kitty of this household. And so the day I go to pick her up, I found out that the other little guy, the orange one... Um, the people never showed up for him. And oh. then I found out the orange one is Montana's brother. And then I found out that they're like completely inseparable. And so I got two kittens. <laughs> <laughs> and they're the most amazing kittens. So they really we are. have a little girl named Montana and then a little boy named Archie, Archibald. Archibald. And sometimes we call Montana Monty, but mainly we've been calling him the boy and the girl. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. And then already pre-existing in your household is Bella, your kitty. I I have a lot of cats uh, (laughs) currently. I I also have a cat that is named Bella. She's 14. She's sweet, little. She's not little. She's a sweet, adorable, fluffy kitty. And she was my first cat. And then um, I also have a dog named Vinny. And yeah. then Moose also has a dog named Frankie. They have definitely outnumbered us. <laughs> well, I can speak from my own personal experience. Um, it was quite a long time ago. I think even before COVID, maybe we had a slumber party where I stayed mm-hmm. um, at your house and I slept in your guest bedroom and Bella slept with me the entire 
night yeah. and like purred right beside me the whole night. And it was so lovely because I don't have a kitty right now. I've got two giant goldens and they're wonderful and they also sleep with me. And it was nice having a purring kitty in the bed. Mm. And then I got to visit with you guys a couple of nights ago and actually meet Monty and Archie and what cool cats and how quickly they integrated into your space. Well, Sarah's dog, Vinny, he is uh, two years old now. Is that correct? Yeah. And he thinks he is their father. It's true. <laughs> I, we're not kidding. Like, he cannot stand when he's not in the same room with the cats. And if one is in one room and the other one's in the other, he just goes back and forth. Like, there's one. Okay, there's another. That's two. Okay, where's the other one again? One and two. I mean, it's like neurotic. And yet it feels like home. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> likes everybody. It's great. So it's like neurotic, chaotic, and in some ways, dishealthily or unhealthily dysfunctional. Correct. Or healthily dysfunctional. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that sounds like home. That feels good. Yeah, mm -hmm. it does feel like home. Um, <laughs> so can we circle back to your boundaries, please? Because uh, that was enough fluff, in my opinion. We gave you some kittens. Get it? Fluff. <laughs> I appreciate the fluffy kittens and really the, the setting and breaking of my boundary is not really that good of a story. And so I think we need to have a really good edit in and edit out point, um, which I think we just naturally did just then. Um, so if it's not that good of a story, let's, let's kick it out. Oh, Kat's um, now the director of this podcast. Um, how about you just do what we normally do and share and, and Sarah will decide what is good and what is it? Okay. Sounds, sounds like a healthy boundary. Let's keep it. Um, so I said to my mom and my sister, this was like a, a couple of months ago, and I brought a 12 month calendar with me. And I said, hey, I said, it, it is my um, feeling that when we try to put like all of my people and all of my family people all together in the same space, that it's not necessarily fully enjoyable for everybody involved. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that everybody doesn't love everybody. That doesn't mean that, you know, holidays aren't for family or anything like that. And so what I'd like to ask is, could we go ahead and make a holiday plan ahead of time that that just feels in such a way that that maybe we just do things a little bit different. We don't try to just mesh everybody together, et cetera, et cetera. And so we had a great family discussion and we decided this is what the holidays are going to look like. We are not going to all do Thanksgiving together. We are not going to all do Christmas together. And we are going to do things around those holidays to still figure out being with one another in kind of different settings or whatever. And so I was feeling like really good about that. And my brother-in-law, my sister's husband, um, a couple of days before Thanksgiving, he was like, he sent me a text and he was like, I'm just not cool with us not being together for Thanksgiving. So here's what I'm cooking and here's when it'll be served and please come and be here. And I was like, this is exactly the thing that I said <laughs> I didn't want to do. Right. And so we're, we're doing the thing. And so instead of saying, thank you so much for the invitation, I have my own plans. I said, great, I'll be there. Oh, okay. Slow down. Take a deep breath. It was fine. I understand that. I'm not, I know it was fine, but that's not the point. The point has nothing to do whether we love our family or not. 
Okay. So let's take those feelings off the table. What happened between you getting that text and you responding before you abandoned yourself? (laughs) (laughs) No, I just went straight to abandoning myself. I mean, I literally went like, do not pass go. Do not collect $200. For those of us old enough listening, that is from a game called Monopoly that we don't play anymore because it's not electronic. Um, (laughs) No, I, I went from complete. I mean, it was like this, like. I want to say like autonomic nervous system, but I don't think that's correct. It was literally like, yes, you will say yes, say yes right now. Yes. You know? And, and, and so I did. And I said, yes. And then I even tried to hold a time boundary where I said, it would be better for me to come at noon. And my brother-in-law said, no, two o'clock. And I said, well, it would be better (laughs) for me to come at noon. And he said, no, two o'clock. And I was like, okay, well, how about if I come a little bit early and he's like, come at two o'clock and I'm like, okay. And so I showed up at two o'clock and I was only able to be there for like an hour and 20 minutes because I I had the other plans that I had put in place, Sure, you know? And it's like, I just don't know why um, boundaries sometimes are so hard to uphold. And it's not like anything, nothing bad happened except that I set a boundary and I completely broke it. Yeah. Well, from my perspective, what I think happens in those moments, because I've also done the same before, um, is you set the boundary and then often people think, oh, we, uh, we're going back and forth here and negotiating. (laughs) (laughs) And, and especially if there's time in between that, because it sounds like you guys did your family thing. And maybe your brother-in-law was there or wasn't there. And so how much got relayed to him right. m- might be a question as well. Right. But also like, you know, we can all see your brother-in-law's perspective of like, wait a minute, I want my family here if we're going right. to do Thanksgiving. So right. he, it was probably a natural like, oh, you know what? I'm going to invite. If they can come, that'd be amazing. If not, great. But then... Yeah, something happens in our minds when we've set a boundary where we're like, well, it wouldn't hurt to go over for a couple hours. Right. And I I think you bring up a really good point is I'm sitting here thinking about when um, I brought my little 12 month purple calendar over and said, "Okay, family, like this is like what I'm thinking about, you know, the next 12 months, et cetera, et cetera. It was me and my mom and my sister. Yeah. And so that that seemed to go just fine for the three of us. But I didn't involve my brother-in-law. My brother-in-law loves to cook. He's an amazing cook. Right. And and, and so I think what you're saying is exactly is, it's exactly right. Well, this is a fun game that I like to play. Sarah, if you could please put some game show music in here, I'd really appreciate it. It's a fun game I like to play called The Perspective Game. The Perspective Game. I love that game. I know you do. Sarah is the executive producer of this game. I am the perspective queen. She is the perspective queen. If you care about an Enneagram, sixes have the most perspective. They can see everyone's. And often we don't want to hear it, but thank you. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, No, but in all seriousness, like Sarah's kind of taught me this lesson, but I've been trying to ease or soften my neurosis, my neuroses, whatever you want to say, of why things are not going the way I want them to go. And I have found two things. These are my two examples. I've been thinking about this. Okay. One, I always think... And I've been on these Enneagram 
uh, Zooms recently with um, fellow cohorts who are in the program I'm in. And one of the things I keep hearing in every type number is that people hate small talk. Mm. In fact, I could even probably tell you only two Enneagram types that don't mind it. Um, but that's not the point. The point is, is I, I heard several people on these panels sharing, like, I, I hate small talk, which I agree with. I, I don't like it. I don't know how to get into it. It's not comfortable for me. I would say mm-hmm. twos and sevens are. <laughs> I was just going to say are sevens one of them that can yeah, handle it. <laughs> I think so. And and not every, I mean, obviously there's tons of fa- factors here, but anyway, I, I kept hearing that and I thought, oh my God, I thought I was just this like rainbow unicorn that didn't like small talk. And I started having this recognition of like, wait a minute. Okay. Let's flip it. And it's all about the story we tell ourselves. Right. And it's this idea of like, okay, so say that you like small talk cat. And I'm like, you know, I'm the unicorn over here. Like I'm so deep that I don't like small talk. (laughs) And then I think, okay, what is true? Like that whole thing that our therapists do to us. And we also do this in coaching. Like, Okay. Is that true that some people like small talk? And it's like, I don't think so. I think (laughs) some people actually are just braver than those of us who don't like small talk (laughs) and like avoid people. I think you guys who like small talk are the braver of the two of us because, and this is helping me so much not be such a freaking um, prideful maniac is like, (laughs) what story am I telling myself? And then is that true? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so let, yeah. let's play it out for your, your situation with your boundaries. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's fine. Cause it's really a lot more fun than like dying in the shame. Trust me. <laughs> You're going to love it. <laughs> okay. So what story are you telling yourself about you not keeping your boundaries? Um, the story that I'm telling myself is that I operate out of obligation and guilt. Okay. And what does that say about you? I'm bad. Why are you bad? Um, Because I am not smart enough to know the right ways to establish boundaries without hurting people. Okay. And is it true that you're not smart enough? No. Okay. So what is true? The truth is that I am smart enough. I just made a mistake. (laughs) And you might have been hungry. (laughs) So great. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining the Perspective Game, guys. Next week, we will be back with producer Sarah. Uh Uh-oh. Uh oh. That's amazing, Moose. I was talking about you the other day to some friends, and I said, um, you guys, I said, you have to like understand how much respect and admiration I have for Moose. And they were all like, well, yeah, of course. Why are you saying? I mean, we know that. And I said, but no, seriously. I said, she is taking an intensive Enneagram course that is going to establish her as title, comma, something, something, something with the narrative Enneagram. It's uh, if you wanted to know the the letters are fancy pants, fancy pants, moose, yeah. comma, fancy pants, FP for short. Right. Yep. Yep. Um, which could stand for family practice, which could stand for people would think you're a counselor. And that's pretty amazing. OK. Yep. And then on top of that, you are taking a Martha Beck coaching course. I am. Which is going to certify you as a life coach. Right. 
God bless the people who come and speak to me. Lord, give them a... <laughs> Only patrons will see that. And then on top of that, you've just been accepted into graduate school. Have we talked about this? We've barely talked about it. Like we've touched on it and not really said much. And so I feel like it's important to bring it up again that you are going to be a certified counselor after going to school for a couple more years. And I'm just stinking impressed with you, man. Well, you do know that I, de I deferred my first semester to fall of next year so that you could join me. Oh, lovely. I'll be just finished with massage school and I will have just graduated, comma, LMT. Yeah, you have. I'll be the FP and you'll be the LMT. Here's the situation. I think what happens in midlife is we want to relive our 20s, which means going to school full time <laughs> and avoiding our our like adulthood issues. Like, I don't know. I still like to pay my bills. That makes me feel very uh, adult. See, I don't pay my bills. I, there's somebody that handles that for me because I can't do it. I'm not that adult enough to do it. Did I ever have we ever talked about the story when we lived together in our 20s? And we both, we came home and we were like, oh my God, the storm knocked out the, the electricity <laughs> and neither one of us had paid the bill. <laughs> that is not the first time that's happened to me. <laughs> me either. And a few times it was because I couldn't pay the bill. And a few times I just forgot for what yeah. it's worth. Yeah. Yes. I very much remember that. And, and in that instance, we could pay it. We just hadn't. <laughs> exactly. Or the check I gave you for rent bounced and you came like, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I've got a lot of overdraft fees. Let's just say that. <laughs> okay. I, I have to relive. I asked my sister for permission for this, but I have to relive a Thanksgiving just for those people out there listening, going, Oh, that's sweet that you guys have family. All my family's dead or I am estranged from them. Well, guess what? Most of my family is dead. And, uh, I'm lucky I'm not estranged from the rest of them. Actually, there's a couple I am. So yeah, I'm in the same boat as you, but I, I, my sister and I got laughing about the story and I was like, I have never told this on the podcast, but I just want you guys to picture, I'm, I'm going to set the scene for you. My grandmother had this 100 acre farm that was literally willed to her. It's not because we had money. We definitely did not. It was willed to her by this man that she helped who lived to be 102, I think. His name was Wally Pope. Okay. Oh, great name. And so Grandma Alice received this farm. And I'm not going to say that she didn't strategize that. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> she received this farm in his will. And this is where I spent a lot of weekends when growing up and definitely every holiday. Uh, so it's a beautiful farm in Ohio over a hundred acres. Just, I, I, I had an amazing time. A hundred acres. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. It's still in my family. I need to, I need to talk to my uncle to make sure he's willing that to me. Um, <laughs> maybe I have a retreat to... center in Ohio. Oh my God. You're not kidding. Okay. So anyway, I don't know the circumstances leading up to it. What I remember is there was a fight <laughs> at the Thanksgiving table Oh no. And for whatever reason, I was leaving with my brother and my uncle was out in, you know, just walking around the area where we parked all the cars 
And my brother, with me in the passenger seat, tried to run him over. <laughs> like, literally tried to kill yes. him? Yes, almost hit him with the car. Like, like you can't not laugh about it, but well, did what you, in the world? Like, did you help contemplate that? No, I was a child. <laughs> I was, like, less than, like, 15. Well, and how old I, was your brother? Well, my brother is 15 years older than me, so... Oh, okay. He is a stable... Stable body? I almost said stable body. An able body and minded person who tried to run over my uncle. <laughs> That's amazing. And do you know where my mind just went? <laughs> where? Is I I said, you know, did you help contemplate it? And you were like, no, I was a child. And then you told me how old your brother was. And I literally in my whole body was like, oh, then that's okay. Because he's 30 years old, he can attempt to run over your uncle. And that's not okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was terrible. And it's funny because I don't think I've ever said those words out loud until I just burst out laughing and asked my sister, do you remember that? So I don't know where she was. Maybe she was watching it all. But um, man, I could literally write a film. It would be a tragic (laughs) film on my childhood. And yet... Maybe, maybe healing for someone. I don't know who, but someone. Well, I think it would be very healing for you, first and foremost, and that (laughs) means it's worth it. (laughs) Just like we've talked about, like the podcast has been the most healing thing in our lives. I don't know if it's been the most healing. I don't want to speak for you. For me, the podcast has been the most healing thing in the past couple of years. Um, And I think it's because like we talk about stuff and put it out there and we laugh or cry through it. And was it you that was telling me the other day, the best way to heal and move energy is to boohoo cry or to like guttural laugh? Yes. I read that in some sort of something and it, it said that's the way to get out some of that really gnarly energy that is stuck in our bodies. Man, that's amazing. More laughing, hopefully not too much more crying, but more moving energy so that there is room for healing. Yes, I didn't know I was preaching today. Well, listen, I, it's so interesting because as I was in the shower thinking about our listeners... I'll pause here. I was thinking about our listeners. Just kidding. I was thinking about the podcast and, um, you know, my favorite Rumi poem is, um, and the quote from this poem is just out beyond ideas of wrongdoing and right doing. There is a field. I'll meet you there. Mm-hmm. And then it says, when the soul lies down in that grass, the world is too full to talk about. Ideas, language, and even the phrase each other doesn't make sense. Mm. And it's always been my favorite poem. I've always tried to figure out how to make it into a tattoo. Um, And I've thought about just having there is a field because that reminds me of that sacred place you can go to where there's no wrongdoing and no right doing. And I was in the shower thinking about that. And I was like, that's the podcast for me. Mm. Because I don't feel like I have to hold anything back. Mm. Well, maybe I should feel like I should, but (laughs) I I don't. Especially when it gets too sexual. (laughs) Especially when it gets sexual. Um, But you know what I mean? Like I come with my fullest self, Mm -hmm. like nerdy as all get out passionate about 
change and growth. And I don't feel like I, for the most part, maybe because we're not big enough, but I don't feel like we've been judged harshly. I feel very welcomed Mm -hmm. and in community with our listeners. Yeah, me too. And I think the beautiful thing about our community of listeners who, by the way, we've started a really fantastic interview series. So if you haven't checked that out yet, check it out because we have a lot of really cool people listening to the podcast. Um, I think that our listeners are resonating with what we have to say. And I think the ones that don't just stop listening. Which is fantastic. It's fine. They're not spending any time or energy criticizing or whatever. Mm -hmm. They're just like, hey, that's not for me. Yep. Move on. And then we have people who are like, hey, guys, on Mondays, I am like refreshing my podcast app waiting (laughs) for you guys to drop the next episode. And it's like, man, that's so fantastic. Speaking of our amazing listeners, um, (laughs) we got an email from Kathy from Australia and who we absolutely love. Um, and she just recently listened to the episode, uh, called CV number one and 11 seconds of acceptance. And I just want to share this. She said, hi girls, just catching up on a couple of episodes. You asked about boundaries in this episode. Yes. We have the same problem here in Australia. (laughs) Well, that's good to know that it's not just us over here. Big time. I'm sure it's the same everywhere in the Western world. It's been a priority of mine to improve my boundaries over the last couple of years, and I'm learning to do so much better, and I'm loving it. Life is generally much more calm and spacious. I love that word, spacious, as a result. Funnily enough, I've just learned about 11 seconds of acceptance, too. My meditation teacher taught me about it this week. I learned that we are all hardwired to dwell on negative feedback. It sticks to us like Velcro. We are hardwired that positive feedback slips off of us like Teflon. If we can train ourselves to appreciate positive feedback for 20 seconds in her version, we can start to retain this hardwiring. Fingers crossed, Kathy. Thank you so much for writing in, Kathy. That is something that I am trying to practice and it is not easy. It is not easy at all. And it makes me think of um, one of my colleagues. Her name is Michelle Abula. Her Instagram handle is at Michelle, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-K-B-U-L-L-A. She said, since opening my practice in August, I've been making a conscious effort to slow my life eliminate distractions, do things that set my soul ablaze. I've not done this perfectly and I probably never will in this life. However, I am trying. Since trying, I have significantly slowed down. I went from 16 hour days while in massage school to 12 hour days working two jobs as I got on my feet with my private practice. And now I'm working a maximum of seven hours a day. She said, my soul is so overjoyed. My yoke is light. I am not feeling like I'm just waiting on the next panic attack. I feel like I can fully live. I feel closer to God than I ever have. And that is a gift in and of itself. It has done wonders for my marriage. Instead of giving my husband leftovers, he actually gets the best of me. And somehow I have ample time and resources to do the things I desire. Funny how that works when you are aligned. Wow. Oh my gosh. Right? 
I mean, hello, Kathy. Hello, Michelle. Like, thank you guys for figuring this out and putting it out there. And thank you for listening and for inspiring us. That's so exciting. We're talking to Kathy next week. I know. I can't wait to interview her. Michelle, that's incredible. So thank you for sharing. I mean, here here was what I am feeling in the universe. And I'm curious if our listeners feel this as well. Send us the cat and moose signal up in the sky if you do. Um, so there's this uh, Instagram called uh, the Nap Ministry. Ooh. And everyone needs to follow them. Don't worry. It's not a true ministry if you have some trauma in your religious <laughs> background. <laughs> It's just a great name. Um, but one of the things that they say all the time is rest is resistance. What? What does that even mean? It means, you know, like think about the feminist or the Black Lives Matter hand that's like this, that's known for mm-hmm. resistance, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so resistance means going against the norm. And mm-hmm. so if rest is resistance, I mean, that's it right there. Wow. It's like. You know, you remember how like maybe 15 years ago, everyone loved the word hustle. Like Mm. it was all like, you know, hashtag hustle. And it's like so-and-so going for a run and then, (laughs) you know, putting their briefcase together and walking into work (laughs) at 5 a.m. Right. Guess what? COVID fixed all of that for all of us (laughs) because it wore our asses out. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know anyone right now. Even Gary V, who is like just a baller and a badass and a, a crazy entrepreneur. I'm sure he's got his negatives as well. But even that guy is saying rest. And I believe we are shifting. And this is my hope because uh, America can't keep going like it is. I can tell you that much. But I feel like we're hitting a place with all these people quitting their jobs And with people saying like enough is enough, it's what Michelle said. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to feel alive again. Mm -hmm. And this is so freaking cool how we're on the same page because (laughs) I'll just show you my notes. Can you see the hashtag one? Dread. The word dread. I have never felt what dread feels like since the past couple of years. Mm hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm super curious if our listeners are like raising their hands or screaming me too, when they're listening to this podcast, because I have been really evaluating being on my semi, um, sabbatical. It's not a true sabbatical, but I'm doing the best I can. I want to enjoy my life again. Yeah. And that's hard to freaking say, but I mean, I have this amazing life. I really do. I have an amazing life. Mm hmm. But I wake up going, or actually, I'll be honest, I go to sleep for the next day going, oh my God, like what, what's on the docket? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you, know, I can tell you there's different levels of that. There's times where it's at a 10 and there's times where it's at a two or three, because I may have a few things in there now that I feel bring me alive. But I am, you know, we talk about all the time, Kat, listening to our bodies and I wanted to share a story that happened between you and I that we don't often get because most of the time our lives is you and I jumping on a microphones <laughs> and like talking about what has happened in the past week. Right. And you and I and Sarah and a couple other friends are talking about like, you know, putting more community set times at least every other week where we're getting together and mm-hmm. like talking about life. And 
earlier this week when we were supposed to record, um, before everyone came in for Thanksgiving, I reached out to you and Sarah and just said, Hey guys, I, I never do this, but I'm always ready for the podcast. And (laughs) I just felt run over, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so I just texted you both and said, Hey, I know we have the podcast and we have an interview scheduled. And I just want to reach out and say, like, I'm struggling to get my head there. And it was a really cool moment because, um, I asked your opinion because I didn't, I also don't want to let anyone down mm-hmm. with schedules and things like that. Cause we, we almost always keep our time. Even if we're running late, we do such yep. a good job of keeping the time we have on the calendar. Yeah. And that was very rare for me to do that. But like, I reached out to you specifically cat and I was, cause mainly cause I could talk to Sarah in the house and I just said like, what do you think about this? And you were like, can you talk? And that is, don't ever text me that if you're not. <laughs> right. Which I knew, I knew when I asked you that, that you were going to like, feel like your butthole was in your throat. Like I knew, I knew I was really, really, really stretching just so you know, I knew that. And it took you a little while to respond. And I was like, dang it. I've like pushed her away. Like she's not going to, she's not going to respond to me at all. Yeah. But oh, this is like good practice for me to be like, Yes, actually, Mm -hmm. you're one of the people I feel safe with. And, like you know, it was a little chaotic because there was already family in town and family coming in. But I was like, actually, this is a friend reaching out. And you wonder when people don't do this. Why? It's because you've shut them out. Mm. So I like went in my office, sat down on the couch and uh, talked to you. And I just want you to know, I think you do know this because I shared it with you. But I want you to know and share this with our listeners. Like, you basically did the thing that I am learning to do in coaching. You helped me walk through a body scan Mm. and it was so meaningful for me because at the beginning, like I felt very cat and moose esque and not just our friendship where I was like, let's do it. Okay. Okay. I'm close miles now. And then I just kind of just rested into it. All the caricature and the archetypes and all that shit dropped off. And I was like, okay, like this is a friend helping me just bring awareness mm. to what, what I'm feeling. And it was really cool because I didn't know why I was feeling what I was feeling. And that didn't really matter what I came to terms with. And I loved how you did this because I've never done this in any kind of leading capacity. But you basically you gave me an opportunity to look at a calendar and go, okay, where would this feel like a good time to record? And like, it was so crazy because immediately my body was like Sunday morning Hmm. after everybody's left. I feel like myself again, I'm not just fitting something in. I'm actually going to be present for it. And I just want you to know how much that meant to me Mm -hmm. that you chose to do that with me. And, um, and also I want to encourage our listeners, like, Don't push yourself further than what you need. Like I even said to you, I feel like a fraud to our community of listeners. If I just show up and and mail it in. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. No bueno. Like we're always talking about like, you know what? We come authentic. Um, and you know, we share what's on our hearts and minds. And I'm just looking at my, my notes for the week. And I was like, I don't feel ready to share anything, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And it just was such a good moment to like pause, be with someone who cared about me and come to a conclusion that wasn't just resting on me. 
Mm. You know, and I want to encourage anyone out there, whether it's in a relationship, a partnership, a work thing, whatever, it's okay. And I'm saying this as an Enneagram eight that doesn't ever ask for help. It's okay to let people in. If you're having a hard time in your life making decisions or, you know, just, you know, becoming it's small stuff sometimes too. I talk through all kinds of plans with Sarah all the time. Like (laughs) now what is next? What do we do with the cats next? What do we do with the dogs next? And it's like (laughs) sometimes just reaching out and feeling like someone else is supporting you. Yeah. It's elementary to some people, but for people like me, it's like revolutionary. Yeah. That's awesome. And when you have five, four legged creatures in your house, it's downright (laughs) necessary. (laughs) It really is. Let's be honest. They could totally kill us and eat us and nobody would know. Special thanks to our producer, Sarah Reed. To find out more, go to catandmoosepodcast.com. Thank you.